This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Jessica. What's up, Elsie? What's going on? We just, you, we just been talking on the phone. On the phone. Yeah, it's like we're talking on the it's phone. It's kind of on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. a while. For the past almost half hour. Yes. Oh, my God. With, with nothing, like, really, like, that important. I mean, you know, it was not like. I can't believe that just was 23 minutes. That's kind of crazy. Shocking. It is shocking. It's pretty insane. We didn't even say anything. Literally did not say anything. We did not, but we spent <laughs> <laughs> I think she listened to me pee. I got a drink and an orange. It was the most useless t- waste of our time ever, but but still valuable to me, Elsie. Just it, it is exactly because this is how we bond. And yeah, yeah. and this is it's the kind of not going to be from sharing a hotel room, right? Yeah, because we did talk we were about discussing. that. Yes, we. That's right. Because I'm all up in my own business. So I found this quiz just for the listeners. I found this quiz yesterday <laughs> on BuzzFeed that said, "Are you an introvert or just an asshole?" <laughs> And I thought for sure, I was 100% convinced, because I got asshole, of course, that Elsie would be even more so of an asshole because she's way more introverted than me, and therefore, and not subtle about it. Like, and I, we were just joking before we started recording that, like, you have to, when you're friends with Elsie, close to her, like Kate Stillman and I are, you have to expect that she's just going to tell you she doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> And it's not gonna so like if you ask her, for example, to share a hotel room or come to breakfast when you guys happen to be in the same state, you have to expect that she'll be like, No, nah, I just want to be by myself and not let that hurt your feelings. <laughs> so anyway, so this quiz yesterday, are you an introvert? Are you an asshole? I got asshole. She got introvert. <laughs> so angry about it. I know you were so pissy. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I just I know what I would do. I thought, not that even that I thought you would be an asshole, but I just thought you'd certainly be one more than me, but I guess not. Once again, I've been proven wrong, and you're just an introvert and not an asshole. That's okay. But but if you want to watch, you know, and here's here's a nice segue. If you want to watch both of us be, you know, introverted slash assholes live. Oh, no. That's <laughs> terrible segue. No. Delete that immediately from this feed. No. We're not going to be either introverted or assholes. We're going to put on our extroverted hats. Yes, we are. So that you'll see that our true our true podcasting selves out in the Well, I mean, yes. Sphere. We'll be ready to be social. We'll be prepared for socializing. Yes. Put it that way. Yes. Yeah, so cuz we're going to be having a live event people and yes. it, and even though we do talk about this whole introversion thing and I am pretty introverted, there's a difference between being introverted and being on stage. Um, you know, that's, there's, there's some, that's being shy and I am shy too, but I'm kind of comfortable being on stage. So it's not so bad, Yeah, but I'm really, really excited about this guys. It's going to be a pretty amazing event. We've already started to get like people really interested in this concept and I'm, I I just can't wait. So let's give them a little bit of, uh, of the behind the scenes of this. We're getting, uh, we're at a, a, a beautiful restaurant with lots of beautiful colors we're going to yes. have yummy food, right, Jess? Yes. Because the food yes. is awesome. 
Yeah. That's our next step is to pick the menu. But yes, their food and their menu is amazing. The restaurant is Carnival Chicago, and it's just spelled like carnival, but with an E on the end. Chicago.com if you want to take a look at it. Or you can also take a look at it because they allowed me to borrow their video from their website, um, which I asked after I did so. And um, so if you want to just buy your tickets and learn about the event itself, it's ShePodcast.com forward slash PM16. But basically, we're having what we are calling a brunch bash. So it's going to be a brunch, and we're going to have raffle, and we're going to have giveaways and swag bag. But then also, we're going to do a live recording of this show, which hopefully will include some audience participation. Yes, and possibly, and this is what I was, and and you never know what we're going to come up with, because I've been thinking about all kinds of stuff. We might have some like super special guests that are going to come on the show live, which would be kind of exciting and fun. So, and it might be one of you guys, if you guys are there. So will they know about it ahead of time? Or are we just going to pull people up randomly? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it depends on the guest, but I do have some ideas and I think it's going to be really fun. Hooray. Yeah. So we're super excited. It's a chance to get maybe, I mean, it's not really that casual of a restaurant. So I'm going to wear like a pretty party dress probably. Pretty party dress are always a good thing, especially yeah. because we're always in our sweats and pajamas. Yeah, this yep. place is kind of like fancy schmancy looking. Like it's not formal fancy, but it's kind of like Spanish nightclub fancy. Yeah, so right. So it's yeah, gonna so since it's going to be well, right. So since it's going to be de- like July, it'll be hot, and we'll be able to wear like really cute, fun summer dresses. Not for the dude. Guys are invited too. So if you're there with a spouse or a significant other, or if you are in fact a gentleman. You're welcome to come as well. Please buy your tickets. Everyone is welcome. It is not just women only. It's not a fluffy frou-frou restaurant. It's the kind of restaurant everyone would love. And I just say that because there's this place here called Pizza by Elizabeth. It's very girly. (laughs) So I'm just saying it's not like a girly type place. It's a neat place. And we're super excited about it. So we have early bird tickets on sale for the next month or so. Uh, So ShePodcast.com forward slash PM16. Did, was there anything else you wanted to say about it? No, that is it. So please, please, please sign up. It's good, and, and it's going to be. I mean, it's really high. We're going to really try to blow this out, so it's going to be super, super fun. I would love yes. for you guys to, you know, come up and check all that. I hope you guys aren't disappointed that we're not doing something educational. But honestly, we wanted to do an event, and we didn't want it to interfere with podcast movement. And you're going to have three full days of education there, and so. Even though we feel like you can learn from us, we have a QA there and you can learn anything you want from us, to be honest. Um, We're going to be at all the events and all the parties. You can ask us whatever you want. But I found that our event last time, we didn't get a chance to schmooze with you guys. And so that's what I really want is to like talk to you and have fun with you. And so that's what I'm hoping this event will be for us. That's going to be awesome. And so, yeah, we're so excited. Okay. All right, so we're going to go right into uh, some tool tips that I have for you guys. Really quick tool tips. Tool um, tips tool with Elsie. Mm-hmm. one every time, but I know John already has one. I know. Okay. It's fine. Elsie, go. Elsie's tool tips. We're having a tool time. Tool tips. Tool tips. All right, so Elsie's tool tips. I have a new feed validator for you guys to kind of check out, and it is uh, Pod. Ba, so P O D B A dot S E slash validate. And Jess, do you know why somebody would use a feed validator? Well, no, until I went to this link. Okay. Because <laughs> at first I was like, why in God's name does she have a feed? Like, who gives a fuck about a feed validator? But it's kind of cool because you put in your podcast feed. It's just, first of all, it's just for podcast feeds. 
And basically they're testing, like, of course, if something's on the feed, but then also it's like, does it have a good URL? Is there cover art? Is there three other tags that are like yep. useful for SEO? It was so useful. Yeah. So the reason that I'm, I'm sharing this with you guys is because there's a lot of times that I we see in the She Podcast group and also as a whole in podcasting that, you know, one of the first things that we, we get well, complaints about, not necessarily about your feed, is that people, oh my God, my latest episode's not showing up in iTunes. And that, you know, brings the world down because that's not happening. And one of the first things that Apple wants you guys to do is to be make, to make sure that your feed is valid. And so the next question is, how do I do that? So now you know. All right. Now you I have know. to then bookmark this pod bay so p-o-d-b-a dot s-e slash validate just bookmark that have it there so if something happens and your podcast is not updating in itunes you can put your feed validator in there and see if something has changed or if it's okay the next thing that really this specific feed validator does really well is that it shows you the size of your artwork that's attached to your feed which is again another big issue around people's podcast not updating in iTunes. So instead of you going like, but I haven't changed my you know, artwork in so long. Well, how do I know what size my artwork is? It'll tell you right there. So immediately it'll say your, you know, your artwork is too big or something whatever is wrong with it, it'll sh- it'll show you right there. Those super are super handy dandy. Super handy dandy. So then you don't have to go anywhere else other than to to find it there. And that way, when you do email support for Apple or support for whoever's managing your feed, you can say, My feed is valid. My artwork is up to spec. So what's going on? Because the first thing they are gonna say to you is, Is your feed valid? <laughs> Do your is your artwork too big? And that way you can kind of avoid that first conversation and just tell them this is what what I got. This is what's happening. It's still not updating. What do I do next? Now when they ask you that, you'll go, what do you think? I'm an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See? But so, okay. So here and so here's the Have thing. Have you ever asked someone for tech advice and they go, is it plugged in? And you want to just punch them in the throat? Yes. It's, it's kind of tough because... Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me if my shit is plugged in. Yeah. You son of a bee. I mean, it's really, and no, and and actually everybody does that. Like even in, you know, the energy, our electrical people, one of the first things that they say is like, is is the light plugged? Right. Yeah, exactly. They're like, is your, is your break or like, I don't know, like turn the thing on and off and see if that's working. And it's usually like, no. That really is not the case. Yeah. Don't make me get a fork and poke out your eyeballs. Okay. It's not because it's not plugged in. Right. Okay. So anyway, the feed validator is going to be a really great tool for you guys. Please have it handy. And it's something that you guys need to get. Oh, and this is the other thing that I wanted to say right, right towards the end. Just because you validate your feed like once does not mean that your feed can't break because every single time that you release an episode, it goes on your feed. So think about all the stuff that you're adding to it, right? So you're you're compiling all this data onto your feed. And then so anything can go wrong, particularly if you are managing your feed on a WordPress site, meaning that you're not using the Libsyn feed or you're not lo- using like that you are basically managing it off of your WordPress site. Anytime that you add a plugin, anytime that you change your theme, anytime that your website goes down, you know, because I don't know, you're hosting on Bluehost or whatever, and they went down, all of that can affect your feed. So 
it's great for you to validate it almost every single time that you go, uh, you'd release a new episode at least every couple of weeks. That sounds like a lot of work, Elsie. Well, all you have to do is just have that be part of your workflow. Just click on that link, stick the thing in, see if everything's okay. It'll take you less than, it'll take you 30 seconds or less. But it's good to have it in the workflow just to let you guys know. In a perfect world, so, that's what would happen. Elsie wrote this amazing article, which I won't say where or for who, but <laughs> the best part of it in this, in there is this line that says, Turn on the microphone with the expectation that something will go wrong with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is actually really good advice. She was The point she was trying to drive home was to become comfortable with the fact that it's not going to be perfect. It may never be perfect and to just expect problems. But I've never seen someone give the advice of expect it to go wrong every time. Well, so you I won't be disappointed. And I was like, that's hilarious, but true. <laughs> so true. Well, it was like just one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I, when I read that, I'm like, that seems kind of negative. Like, no, but then I thought, I loved it. I loved it. But then I thought, no, I'm going to keep this because I think I use the word expectations. And it was really like, yes, just expect it's, be- it's so much better when you expect that everything is going to go to shit because then. <laughs> Right. Because then you're like, ah. I loved it because I don't, again, I have no idea if you even told me. I don't remember who that article is for. But I was like, thank God she's saying that because it's really honest. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. It was really honest. Good. Yes. Yes. So anyway, check your check your feed validator for that. And now uh, one tiny this is a little bit more Elsie's like, you know, excited rather than a tip. But Malcolm Gladwell has an upcoming podcast. And I'm so excited because his his book, I read um, Outliers last uh, year. And it was really life changing for me. Reading that book really solidified a lot of things that I was already feeling. It actually made me cry in a couple of places where I was like, oh, my God. And it's probably not one of those books that you will cry over people. I just Jessica. Yeah, yeah, probably Jessica. You will not. De- you definitely will not no. cry over this. No. But there was a point where I was like, oh, there were just a couple of things that really hit home, and and it's really. I mean, the title of the book is it is something about successful people, blah 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 blah, and it seemed like something that I wouldn't read because I hate titles like that. But it really focused in on what made specific people successful, and the fact that they were outliers, that there were all of these extra things that went to creating a successful person, a successful opportunity, the right time, the right place, the right time in history, and the right resources that came up so that it doesn't feel like you suck. Because really, there's a lot of us are like, well, so-and-so did it, or well, they're doing this way. And, And you start to really sort of see the holistic experience of somebody's success less about how amazing they are as a human being and how everything around them actually creates a success, meaning the support that you have, the time, the work, the the time to practice and all that kind of stuff. So it was really eye-opening for me. And there were a couple of things and also the stuff that happens in your families, um, meaning culture and what comes with you. But anyway, so anyway, Malcolm Gladwell is having a podcast and it really is about, uh, it seems like he's going to be focusing on some like really, <laughs> really very Malcolm Gladwell kind of good stuff like it's nothing that like you know he came up with this and i'm like and he really loves it because i think there's a there's a sentence i want to see if i can find it and if i take too long to find this sentence because i usually put all the sentences out so that i don't have to scroll but basically he said that he's using the podcast as a way to procrastinate even more from writing a book (laughs) 
Right. And I just thought this is really good because it's the best thing to do. Again, so wonderfully honest. I know. But um, I'm going to have to write. Oh, there, so Gladwell is putting the finishing touches on a podcast called Revisionist History, a 10 episode piece to be released weekly by Slate's podcast network, Panoply. So I love the fact that he's going to go deep into this kind of stuff because he really loves the format. And I really appreciate his brain, this guy's brain and the way that he draws parallels or makes connections in, in places that you wouldn't otherwise make him. So that's just me being a fangirl. Yeah, it's awesome. That is all. La, la, la. Well, all right. Well, all right. So um, moving on to, you know what we've been doing for Natalie over in um, our new, for another sponsor, because we're moving into some a sponsor spot here. What do you think about the conversation we've instigated inside our Facebook group, Jess? That would imply that I've been in our Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, so let me. <laughs> let me go in there and. No, because like, check a look. So oh, here's what I, I, we've been thinking. Don't about be mad. Day. It's just that. I've been working on other business. No, I stuff. completely understand. And I think that's a whole other so conversation. So this is the unfocused one. So yeah. this, is, this is, okay. So I've seen it a little bit. Okay. So, um, so let me just tell them really, really quick what we've been doing, because part of it is that we really want to solidify when we're working with, with our sponsors and be able to give you a multi dimensional um, approach to sponsoring as well. And we are in the process of testing things out too. So it's not like this is the way it's going to be done. And I think that that's what I really love is about creating content that creates conversations. And that really rocks my world. And there was something about Natalie that I really want people to know about. I want her to be part of this so that people get to know her. And so putting up different type of posts for her in the Facebook group that are very much like you can tell that they're a sponsored post, that they're not like, you know, sneakily in there, but they're sponsored in there. And this last one was about being unfocused, right? And this was a suggestion by Natalie because she told us that one of the biggest things that she hears from the women that she works with is that uh, they're unfocused. They're just, they don't even know where to start. Like, Oh, look at Lori Eisenstadt has a productivity planner. I know. What I'm saying Where is, did that come from? Well, so 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 if you guys are in the She Podcast group, sorry guys. You know what? We should put this on the also on our page. I forgot about that. We should definitely put this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff on the Let's page too. Our, yes, yes. Uh, so that everybody yes, can see yes. it. So basically Here, I'll we, share it right now. Okay, cool. So basically what we wrote is, you know, share Actually, your strategy. Oh, I great. Can't share it. Share your <laughs> strategies for prioritizing. You know, when you have three to four great ideas, you can try. How do you pick which one to try first? And what are your ideas? So let's, you know, let's get each other focused. And the way that this started to have this conversation of people sharing the way that they keep focused is really great because it's already so empowering to be able to see what other people's tactics are. And and yeah, Lori has this whole like super productivity, like productivity journal. journal. Yeah, it's a productivity that duh, because that's what it's called. <laughs> It's called productivityplanner.com. Yep. Yeah. So she has that there. And then there's a lot of talk there about coaching and masterminding, which we did not like put people to plan this stuff. or plant. Yeah. We did not do that. It was. Really- no, not at all. In fact, I, I think and, and I'd love to know from you guys having nothing to do with Natalie being our sponsor. If you prefer one or the other, do you prefer a coach over a mastermind? I think masterminds are for people like me who. Like, I'm not always that comfortable with just one coach because I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on that one person and not on me. Like, I want them to solve the problem and give me a solution. Then if I don't like the solution, I'm annoyed at the coach. Whereas, right. like, with a mastermind, people give you suggestions and you decide and do what you want anyway, right? Right, Either right. Either way, it's not one person's fault. Yeah, because you, so, yeah, you hear it. So, yeah. anyway, if you guys want to know more yeah. about that, 
Uh, you guys can go over to bizchicks.com slash shepodcast, and that is B-I-Z-C-H-I-X dot com slash shepodcasts, so that you can see... Bizchicks. Um, biz so that you can that see you what Natalie... Audio teaching us how to say it. I know. I can't wait to get that. But it's really, really good. And if you haven't had a chance to see the conversation in there, do go check it out because... You'll see how necessary sometimes this is, especially if you've gotten to a point where you do have a wealth of ideas and you you kind of know how to execute, but you don't know what that first step is. And you don't know if that's the step that you need to take. And I think Jessica Rhodes actually really put it really clearly. I was just going to say what she said. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go you ahead. say it. You do it. You, you say I it. just was just going to say, like, one thing she posted that is so valuable is Something she read in the book Rework by the guys who started 37 Signals, which they do base camp and stuff. Uh, and the advice is don't let new ideas suddenly become your priority. And that's so smart. Is that what you were going to pull out or no? Yeah. And also the fact yes. that she also needed to get like she she started to talk about um, how a coach kind of helped her see. I think it was a was a coach. Yeah, she does have a coach. Yeah, she says I always ask my business coach or my mastermind. Yeah, so she has both to be able to really kind of get clear about that because there's times that we are so enamored with what we want to do that we don't really see like they can actually see the entirety of of who we are in in some way because they've gotten to know us and there's also an element of that's my fear of being removed. Don't see me. Or they are only going to share with me what's worked for them. I that's what's happened to me in the past. I'm just saying oh, okay. that's what's happened to me in the past. This is what's happened. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to yeah. actually. We, we, have, we can go on and on with this. But anyway, about we should coaching? stop this. Like, no talking. You've probably, gotten, you've probably gotten amazing experiences. I've just, I've had a lot of coaches that have wanted me to do things their way and haven't really mm-hmm. taken the time to find out what my biggest strengths are. And, I, and the reason I know this is because I just had a call with Jen Ed. She was telling me about a business idea she had. And she was like, I really wanted to talk to you about it because you're kind of like a dream killer and you'll tell me if it's a stupid idea. And I was like, you know me so well. A dream like, killer. That, that is my purpose in life on some level is to shoot down ideas because in doing that, you figure out how you can logically, like how you can logistically put something together for someone. Like, you tell me an idea, I'll tell you all the ways it doesn't work. And that way at the end, you'll have something feasible that you can do. Right. That's still kind all of- All right, come up. on. I've killed a few of your dreams, Elsie. You have. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you have. But no, I mean, but I am good at but that. It's a it's good just, thing. It is a good thing because it. And but, others, but the end, you'll ha- you'll have something you can work with. Yeah, and but I'm saying coaches never know that about you. They don't see those things. Right. Anyway, I'm just saying I would love, to, I would have a business coach if I could find one that I thought really knew me like that, like the way Jen knows me, just from listening to the show. Right, right. That was so interesting. But yes, a mastermind is the second best, especially with someone like Nat, because and I do feel like Natalie knows me that well, because she's often giving me little coaching tips about what's great about me and not great about me. She's so great. So if you wanted to join her mastermind, one of her masterminds, it's bizchicks.com forward slash she podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. I almost got it backwards. Okay, but I got it right. Okay. Yes, so yay, yes. Natalie. So yay, Natalie. Thank you. And, th- and I think that conversation is going really well. Yeah, it is. I know. So I'm, I'm really excited to see all that kind of stuff in there. So yay. That's actually a good segue not to jump because yeah. I know you hate when I do that. I know, but go ahead. But I'm going to jump to a piece of news really quick because something you just said made me think of it. So in advertising age, they're doing like a digital, uh, what's it called? 
conference. Conference. Oops, conference. Okay. What's wrong with me? A I digital don't know. conference. Okay. And in the digital conference, they were talking to the CMO, the mar- chief marketing officer of BuzzFeed, and they were asking him questions about what he's learned. So the main point is they asked him, what have you learned from being at BuzzFeed so far? And his lesson was the difference between BuzzFeed and a huge corporation is not only the willingness, but the commitment to test and test and test and test and test things over and over and over again, and to do things differently every time, throw out what works, keep what does. That's why they have a ridiculous amount of engagement on their site. That's why they're sort of changing the face of advertising and doing sponsored content the way that they do it. That's why they're doing so well is because they make testing things out a rigorous part of their marketing plan. And so I thought that was so interesting because here we are with a sponsor and some things we're testing out with her or her idea, but this particular thing with with her posting and doing a QA in the group was Elsie's idea. And it's going really well. It's like a really interesting conversation. And it's also a great example of stuff you can just, you can do in your own podcast. You can do with your advertisers and sponsors. Like the sky's the limit as far as what you want to offer. Like it's content, but it's also sponsored content, but it's also useful for the audience. It's a win, win, win. And that's what I love. So anyway, I just thought the BuzzFeed article was relevant. No, it it totally. And and you're right. And I think that there's something to be said about testing things out again, to be able to really, just like you're mentioning it, you have to make choices sometimes just because you need to see if it works. And the only way to know if it works is if you put it out there. And that's what, you know, that's what happens with software as well, because there's no way you can work out all the kinks and things that are not working until you put it out there and people start to interact with it. Because I've also seen a lot of posts and I've been testing things out as well over on the Lipson page, you know, on the on the Facebook page. And I have to say, I'm going to pat myself on the back that we do, I get a pretty decent amount of engagement on that Facebook page without any Facebook ads. Obviously, Facebook ads, Facebook ads would or will um, help us, you know, and that's part of what's, what we're going to start to do it. But real, anyway, but that's a whole other conversation. But what I'm saying is that I try to test and I see what people respond to. I see when they engage. I see the types of posts that they really like. And, and I got to tell you that, that there's a lot of tactics that I hear out there like Images get a lot of more engagement or, you know, now the the new tactic is to put up a post or something and then put the link in the first comment because the algorithm in Facebook doesn't show it to so many people and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm going like, what are these people doing? Like, why are they doing this stuff? And so I want to get some facts around that. And the bottom line is you do what works for your audience because an image like an image does for us on the Libsyn page it's content that gets the engagement. It has nothing to do with a if it's a video, if it's a uh, just a post, you know, like a status update, or if it's a link, or if it's a picture with a link. None of that stuff is the thing that I know gets engagement. What I know gets engagement is the content that I put, the kind of well, conversation that I instigate. So, because I've been trying to track this, you know, because it'll make my life easier if I could say, I'll just put you know, image posts up there because everybody will engage with those. But that's not the case all the time. So the only way to do that is for you to be able to put the stuff inside and test it and see what people really resonate with. And and if the conversation is also up to par, it's the kind of stuff that you want to engage with. So 
That's my. I just love the idea. I just love the idea that of a team going into a weekly meeting and having the question posed to them: What new stuff are we going to test this week? Because I feel like that whole approach turns things on its ear. A lot of times, people are like, "Well, maybe we could test it and see if it works." (laughs) And and there's always this fear around testing something new and hoping you don't blow the place up. But I just love the idea of starting out the strategy with. What bullshit are we going to throw on the wall this week? Yeah. I love that. Yep. I think that's so cool. It's totally I, great. And I never, it's the kind of thing where like, I never thought to think that way. And so I think you think that way, but I, I know, don't I necessarily love, I love start out thinking that way. That way. It's very like, brave. Is there actually a bravery there that I would like to, I guess, adopt? I'm always looking for like, is there another way? Like when I see, when people give me tactics, I always go like, wow, that's cool. How can I, how can I make that? that? Yeah. Not even how can I steal (laughs) that? How can I make that work for me? How can I shift it around to such a degree that it works because in the way that I want to put things out or how can I make this mine? And that's like one of the first things that comes out. And so when I'm thinking about sponsorship, at least for us as well, and I think, you know, it's part of the tactic that we would use for negotiate, not even negotiating, but creating content for podcasters that work with us as well is the fact that it's not going to be like, okay, do this, you go read the spot, and then you do this, and then you get paid. I think that there's so much to being able to turn sponsorship upside down and be able to provide a deeper, deeper relationship throughout your entire platform, not just in the audio format. And it takes people, you know, it it takes guts to be able to do that and to be part of the conversation because it wouldn't work if Natalie was like, yeah, you guys do all the work. Mm -hmm. Natalie's not like that. Anyway, you know, she no. she's she's very hands on. She wants to see how things are working. She she has ideas herself. She's involved. And those are the kinds of partners that we really resonate with because it's like a give and take. It's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I'm just I'm excited. So anyway, but thank yeah, you, Jess. You totally you. brought it. Um, You brought you. That's really great. Good job with the segue. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. <laughs> hey. Hey. So now we're going to move a little bit onto some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. This is actually a big hat tip to Amy Robles from the podcast think enriched and she reached out to me via facebook messenger and she said what's going on with this and she sent me um a little bit of information about audible okay because we all know about audible right i hope you guys know about audible audible where you like it's a service where you can subscribe or independently buy audiobooks and that's about it they have a (laughs) that's about the extent of it but they have a really great way of nurturing content i I find their strategic way of how they sell things to you to be one of the best the best ways to be running um they know exactly who their who their audience is and what they want and they always make me spend oh my god i have to look at my taxes to show you how much i spent on books last year because it's out Uh. of control on audiobooks. Know. Yeah, because it's, it's a, yeah, anyway. But, uh, but Amy was like, so what's the scoop with the podcast? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and I had read that Audible was creating themselves in house audio content. 
above any of the stuff that they already do because they do have some um, uh, like uh, interviews with authors and things like that that they oftentimes like append to an audiobook or they feature an interview with one of their narrators and stuff like that. They have been creating that, but this would be above and beyond that. So I thought like, okay, but why is that so interesting, right? And so then all of a sudden she sent me, I'm like, I want to know more. So she told me that they're in now in beta, according to her, because she got this email. I did not get this email. So I was kind of bummed because I don't know why I didn't get this email to be on this beta. And basically what it is, is um, it opens up like she sent me the email and it opens up and it says beta introducing a new listening experience. And it basically gives you the opportunity now with your paid membership, it includes listening to premium shorter programs featuring ad-free podcasts, new comedy and exclusive shows. So it's curated and obviously it's part of the Audible app, which is kind of crazy. And so I think that this only is going to be shown to people who are already part of Audible. So I don't know. I got kind of excited by that. It's just going to show you at least some of the ones that are right now in there is the HBR IdeaCast Hold on. I don't know what that one is at all. And then I think this last one is, I know that guy's face. He's like super famous in a lot of the, I, I can't really tell what the other one is. But anyway, um, there's a few uh, podcasts that are going to be part of that. And I thought, wow. Is that Dan Savage? It, I think it looks like Dan Savage, right? I that's think it's what, Dan Savage. That's what I thought. But it's, it's not. Just, it's like about men and women and sex kind of, right? Yeah, it is. But usually it's Savage Love is his podcast. That one doesn't, know, it doesn't seem like that's. That it's got a different name. It's a name. separate show. I don't okay. know. Yeah. So anyway. Neat that, though. Neat, neat, neat. It is very neat. It seems like this is. And, and listen, if like you are an Audible subscriber, obviously podcast listening is just a stone thrown away from you being obsessed with it. But I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are Audible subscribers who don't listen to podcasts, even though it might seem like that's like, oh, my God. What do you mean? But, uh, you know, it's that that could be a possibility. And if people start to listen to your podcast inside of that, that would be really, really cool. Now, it is in beta and who knows how they're curating that content. So don't ask me how you get into it or how you can be part of Audible at this point in time. But I'm sure that they have possibly partners out there that they're working to negotiate certain contact. I mean, uh, a little bit of content in there, just the way that Spotify and Google Play has negotiated some partnerships with some of the larger podcast uh, hosts out there that are doing that. So anyway, thank you, Amy. Cool stuff. So, thank you, Amy. Yeah, it's very cool. So we'll keep you updated if I hear any more. I did put out feelers. I did not hear anything. And I also Googled up the behind and I found no information. Like they haven't made any public, at least articles that I've seen as of now, saying anything about this beta program for podcasts. So thank you, Amy. I know it's kind of crazy. And then we have a really quick news on the Hall of Fame inductees for the Academy of Podcasters. So the 2016 inductees, and these are the ones that are going to be inducted at the podcast awards, Academy of Podcasters awards that are going to be happening over at Podcast Movement. And these are some of them. Don and Drew, I know that you guys, some of you guys might not know about Don and Drew, but Don and Drew were like, basically, they started podcasting in like 2004. They're like these punk rockers, like living in the mountains or <laughs> off in the country. And they would do a daily podcast. And they were the first to get those massive 
insane fans listening to them. It was just them two behind the microphone and they would just basically talk about their lives. Very explicit, meaning, you know, there was lots of cussing, lots of like the conversations were always no holds barred. Very, at that time, especially so refreshing to hear that kind of like a a real straight up conversation coming out. And also they were the first that started to do sponsorship in a really organic way. I remember Dawn used to get, you know, companies would send her stuff, like just a bunch of stuff. Like they were way, way, way like what, what what's happening with Instagram people now. Don and Drew were the ones that started that for podcasts like way back in the day. And I believe they're still kind of going at it. So, um, mm. which is kind of interesting. I haven't listened to Don and Drew in, for, for a year. So that's really huge. Gary Leland, your buddy. Yeah. Gary Leland. I love Gary Leland. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. He founded Podcast him. Pickle back in the day. Now he's really first podcast directory. Yeah, first podcast directory. Absolutely, that was like the big thing. It's like podcast pickle was by far, by far, so much more important than iTunes uh, when podcast. I mean, podcasting first started, and even after iTunes did kind of have podcasts. Everybody wanted to be in uh, number one in Podcast Pickle. There was a forum there that people used to con- like constantly be talking with each other all about. And there was also a way to kind of, I don't know, I can't remember if it was like you had to go in there and vote. Like you, like, you know how everybody now is saying, go leave re- podcast, you know, reviews and rate in iTunes. It was go to Podcast Pickle and vote for us. That was like the call to action because the podcast always had like every month, I think that they had like, you know, number one, number two, number three, and then you could see yourself. Uh, and then it all was all based on how many people of your audience would have voted for you. So that was really great. Um, yeah. Then awesome. Mignon Fogarty, our friend Mignon. Yay. Mignon, yay. yay. So famous from Grammar Girl. Um, she's done so many great things for the medium. It's insane. She was on, again, this is like the, her call to, or like what catapulted her, it was like being on Oprah back in the day. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really fun. How amazing is that, dude? Way back. I know. I'm super podcast. excited for her, but she is one of the originals. So She is. And she's done just incredible her. things in the medium as well. And then my friend Rob Walsh and co-host um, who started um, Podcast 411 in December 2004 as well. He was also interviewing. And then he he's so excited because he's like, I have like, I think he has interviewed on Podcast 411 every single Hall of Famer before they were Hall of Famers. So he's like oh really God. excited. He knows every, sing- every single one of them has been on his show, bef- obviously before this. Um, and uh, yeah, he- so he's been in the space for so long. So those are the peeps. Just wanted to let you guys know all about that. Yay. Yay. Next is a boxing lesson for public media. Oh, yeah. So Elsie was featured in an article on medium.com. Yay for me. By Ernesto Aguilar. Yes. And the title is A Boxing Lesson for Public Media Podcasting. Unaffiliated podcasts can teach us something about the craft. And it was kind of like a, hey, guess what? We know stuff (laughs) kind of article. It was really good. But so um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it uh, because you're in the article. Well, I actually had there was like, you know, Ernesto and I spoke about this a a while ago, and it was really interesting because he, you know, he didn't really know too much about the indie people, all the people who have been doing it for a while that have been podcasting it. All the attention was all on sort of like public media and 
what they were doing in podcasting. And it was seemed like the conversation he even, he didn't even know about this stuff as much as I did. And when we chatted, he was like, Oh my gosh, so much. And this is what I love about it. One of the, these are some quotes that I love in, in the thing. It said, independent podcasters are media's nimble and hungry pugilists. Do you know what that word is? Pugilists. No. Okay. So no. pugilist is a boxer, especially a professional, a professional one, like a prize fighter. How fun is yeah. that? So, in- so awesome. independent podcasters are media's nimble and hungry pugilists. I love it. <laughs> so I totally love that. And then when he, he said talking with Elsie Escobar is a startling experience. <laughs> That's accurate. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. It startled, it startled him. With the enthusiasm and the energy. Um, yeah. And basically, he really hit the nail on the head where he, you know, consistent and engagement uh, and consistent engagement with the audience is imperative. And he was really reaching out to public media to try things in different ways, to take a page out of our handbook, which is all about our audience, which is trying these new things, what we were just talking about. You know, because we have to make things work. We have to be imaginative. And he says, you know, public media makers have jobs do it. Makers have jobs doing this stuff and have infrastructure. Independent podcasters often do their projects on their own and are forced to be especially imaginative. So that's something that I think we have going for us because you're right. We have like nobody's telling us you have to do this this way and this way and this way. And that's the way these things are done. And I don't know. It's just super empowering. So if you guys want to check out that article, please go check it out and share it because there's not very many articles that are putting the kind of work that we are doing as independents in the forefront as something that we have to offer. And Ernesto really is into having conversations and and doing more research than most that I've seen out there. So he's not just regurgitating things. He is reaching out to the community. He also writes a lot of incredibly powerful pieces about um, public media and diversity. And he's really hit the nail on the head with a lot of those articles as well. So do check out his work. It's very much worth your time. Yay! Yeah! La la la! I love how we end each item with, yay! (laughs) (laughs) That should be our bumper. Yay! 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 (laughs) The bumper! Oh, my God. But, dude, this podcasting thing is hard. We think that we, what if we had a team podcast to help us through? (gasps) What a good segue. (laughs) So, I don't know if you guys have seen her around the group. If you're a dude, you have not because you're not in the group. But... Um, we have a lovely little gem, Christy Hausler, who is the founder and CEO of Team Podcast, and her company does any task for your podcast from anything from audio editing, show notes, graphics, social media, the posting, the scheduling, the whole thing. So Team Podcast is kind of like your gal Friday. They do anything um, that will free up your time so you can just create your show. You create it, you grow it, you monetize, and they do all the sidekick type stuff. How incredible is that, dude? I know. It's like the dream. (sighs) So unlike our other BFF, John from Audio Editing Solutions, they do all of it. Like John does, he's a great editor, but we do the other stuff. Whereas Christy does the whole enchilada start to finish. All you do is hand in the file and you're diggity done. And they can do the rest. They will write it for you if you want. They will create the graphics for you if you want. They publish it for you. They 
do everything. And it's not even that expensive. So if you guys want to check them out, they are our newest sponsor for April. Yay! Yay! Teampodcast.com. And we're so excited to have her just because what an angel she is answering all kinds of questions in our group all the time. She's always answering questions in Podcasters Paradise. I always see her answering questions in a couple other of the podcasting Facebook groups. She's a wealth of information and knowledge, and she's so generous to share it with everyone all the time. And we're super excited to have her as a sponsor because if you're feeling overwhelmed by any of the podcasting tasks, and like Elsie said at the beginning, there are a ton, she can help you. And maybe you need her help. You guys check her out, teampodcast.com. Ready? Yay! Yay! yay. <laughs> and you know what's really crazy is that we already, like, I have to say that there's so many times that people are like, can, can do you guys do this? Or can you help me with this, Elsie? And I'm like, I can totally no. tell you who yeah. can. <laughs> like, I usually right. just, I'm always like, here is Team Podcast. <laughs> it's like, because it's exactly. like, this is, I'm so happy that you exist. I'm so happy that you exist, Christy. I cannot even tell you. And that she's part of the uh, our partnership here now is like super exciting. Yes, so you guys need so to go good. check that out, teampodcast.com, and tell her that we sent you because we Yes, please yes, do. Yes, please do. Part All right. So, point. Jess, now you have to take this because uh, this was a really – I did not see this article because you're like the ad age girl. I don't subscribe I to ad age. I don't read ad age. Um, so give us a scoop on this because this one's big. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Elizabeth Banks. She has been in tons of movies, Wet Hot American Summer, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. And she's the director and writer, I believe, of Pitch Perfect. She was also Alec Baldwin's girlfriend in 30 Rock. She has come out with a new comedy site just for female-driven content. And it is called Who. W-H-O, ha-ha, hoo-ha-ha, which I love. I love that. So it just debuted, I believe, last week. And she says, you know, people are doing it really well for dudes, but there's not really a place to do it for women. So she created it. So it's really just for female comedians. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, other... So I just love that it says, like, in Ask a Badass, she interviews... um, There's someone on there who interviews other funny talents and co-stars... Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, Julia Moore. So it's not just women on the website, but it's just women creating the content. They're yeah. not doing shows with dudes. So I love that. That's like, that's so super stellar. And I, I love that there's a couple of things that she says that I really love about it. And one of them is that it's promoting female voices, just like you were just talking about. And that's basically yeah. its focus, right? Mm-hmm. It's about, <laughs> and she describes it like this. Hoo-ha-ha is a double entendre that's both a cheeky play on lady parts and a celebration of a more substantive idea. It's about promoting female voices, she said. It's about the who behind the ha-ha. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Oh, my God. Yes. And I mean, she's right, because the only other site that's even remotely like this is Funny or Die. Right. It's Will Ferrell, Adam McKay. It's and And it was created for, branded for dudes. Yeah. And so I love that. I mean, first of all, that was like 10 years ago. So where you been, Liz? But like, I just love that it's out there. And like, of course, you know, as soon as I see this, I'm immediately thinking of like, how can I get on there? But right. I don't know. Well, it seems. But here, here's the thing again. It says, but who but what you want? Uh, but who ha ha will not just be about showcasing female comedians, said Miss Banks. It will aim to nurture them, too. 
like online yeah. media giants with multi-channel networks such as Awesomeness TV, who ha ha intends to be more than just a content play, aspiring to be a holistic media company that creates movies, TV shows, podcasts, and books. Listen, and also, you can't even say it without getting excited. I know, and also prepares new media talents for Hollywood. So here's the thing, Jess. I think that this is, it's actually set up to be able to find people like you because you're like super incredibly funny. You have all of this insane like brilliance around comedy and about you being yourself and that kind of stuff and being able to have a place where they can be nurtured. Not just, and I love the fact that is this whole holistic media company thing where it's not just like, let's just focus on, let's do these like YouTube type videos, like short form type of video. They're always, yeah. there's also talking about podcasts and books or, you know, actually developing a TV show or movies so that it becomes an opportunity, especially for younger women too, to be able to get in this space of comedy in a place that it feels powerful and nurturing for them because as you know, and as we've talked about before, it's it's hard out there for us ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. so. So anyway, actually, they do have like a on their contact page. It says, who fun the world? Do you have ladies in your life that make you laugh so hard? It feels like you just did an ab workout. If you know someone who's creating awesome shit that would be perfect for who, ha ha, we want to know them. Send mm-hmm. ladies. And it just says name, YouTube channel or other platform if available. Best videos. Why would she be a good fit? Send. There you have it. So maybe I should start a YouTube. Oh my goodness. Well, no, I think that they're also, you know, there's a difference between, we were just talking about that. It's a multifaceted thing. It is, here. it is, it is. So yes, of course, video is powerful. And I have to say that watching the Bodhi and Jenna Elfman do their show, there's something about Jenna specifically that is made to be on camera. She really wants it. She likes it. She thrives on that. You could see it on her. She does comedy. Her entire body, her whole body is part of the process. So there's that. But then there's some of us who there's something about the voice. And if that's what we want to be. And if, and if, you know, if the camera adds a layer that diminishes how amazing you are, I think you don't need to have the camera. You just kind of keep on shining with the audio if that's what your thing is or work your butt off. Right. And because, yeah, that, that, yeah. Video creates a whole nother level of stress for me because I keep thinking, you know, there's lighting and all that crap. That's why audio, I love audio. Yeah. I can just be funny by myself. I don't care. You can just It's be good to have a straight man, but I can be funny. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can be funny by myself. Who knows? Oh, you maybe, be I, funny. maybe I can't. I don't know. Well, dude, don't catch it. But I think you're great. But here's another thing that they're doing really great. So she's talking about advertising, right? Because that's the first. And it just kind of pisses me off all the time. Like you would put something out there. Are you going to do sponsorship? Are you going to do advertising? I know. But it's so annoying. It's valuable already. I get it. But see, I love this stuff. So then she said, as for advertising, Miss Banks and her team are currently in talks with brands, but the site will debut ad free. Traditional options such as banner ads will be available, but. We really want to get away from that, she said. We would like to innovate more and integrate brands into the content. I love the notion of being able to promote things that really matter to women that are funny and clever. I hope that we can find people who would want to partner with us in creating the kind of content we're already putting out. So so they're kind of 
Sounds like they may go the BuzzFeed route and just create sponsored content, which would be just as funny as the regular. Oh, totally. Or have it just be embedded in the content already, which I think would be really great, meaning that they're already yeah. creating these videos. And instead of ha- like, let's, you know, as simple as of obviously, if it's an Apple computer, they could just have the Apple computer and make, you know, write a couple of lines about Mac or the iOS 10 or an iPhone or something within that. You know, that's the simplest way to deal with it. But there could be a gag around almost anything chocolate mm-hmm. ice cream i don't know pantyhose <laughs> right. spanks you know? why not why not and also what she mentioned that was really key and i and and you know in the little voice workshop thing that i did and also i have a digital media masterclass as well for for people actually a holistic digital media masterclass that i've created where i talk about things like this but she said playing in the digital space she believes has truly been boosted her career and allowed her to take the reins of her brand i really think having an outlet for my voice she said the whole you do you takes a lot of anxiety out of being a celebrity before social media your image was not controlled by you necessarily and i feel really lucky that i exist in a time when i have Way more control over my image, even in just being able to correct people's ideas about me and being consistent in who I am. Right? So, mm-hmm. and she she mentioned that she was, at first she was like, I don't even know what this stuff is. Like, she was so out of touch. And she forced herself to kind of push through and and really empower herself in this space because it's up to her to put this stuff out there. There's also a little piece in this art. You guys are going to have to read this article, how basically they landed... Um, what is it like? Was it an ad spot? Oh gosh, I can't remember. It was like a, they were talking like for some reason, like a, a, a sports team reached out to them that they wanted to be like on the show. And that's the way that it was negotiated. It was via Twitter. And that's the way that they reached out to her. Oh, it was um on the movie and pitch perfect. So yes, that's the way they, they that whole thing was simply that simply happened because she was available via social media and that's how they connected and the conversation began that way. How awesome is that? I know. All right. Well that was that's our episode for today. Mm-hmm. How's that? Ta-da! Ta-da-da! I hope you guys agree. Yes. <laughs> awesome. But I want to do a couple of little shout outs, uh guys. Uh, Jessica mentioned that I worked on an article that's gonna I'm not gonna tell you the name and where it's gonna be coming out. <laughs> Just because I don't even know if I can at this moment, at this time. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm just saying. But I had a lot of help, a lot of help, starting with my lovely co-host, Jessica Kupferman, who helped me figure out my comma dilemma, which it seems like I have comma problems. I I comma things. Yeah, come you, you you really just don't know how and when to use them. It's okay. It's all right. So, but and she gave me some really great advice, and also I had um, Ixel Santiso who really helped me clarify a lot of that stuff. She really helped me look at a lot of the editing of that, as well as Ginger Mills who really helped me with tons of grammatical errors that I made in the first go around for this with this. So you got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. It's crazy how many how many how many people had to help me write. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, you just ask a lot of people. That's all. Yes, but I mean all I'm saying is that thank you. I'm I'm happy that you guys helped me with this. It was it's a big thing. It was like it ended up being over 3000 words, which is really long and I don't even know, but anyway. So thank you guys. I'm really appreciative for you. You're welcome. Just to mm-hmm. speak for them. 
Yay. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. Um, And then also we want to thank Rebecca Council from clrvirtualconnections.com and John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions. Thank you guys so much for your help. And we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. We could not do the show without you. No, we could. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please check them out. If you need help editing, Audio Editing Solutions, if you need help with some of your other stuff, Rebecca Council, CLR Virtual Connection. They're helping me and they're doing a great job. So thank you. Yay. That's it for today, peeps. Yes, sign up. ShePodcast.com slash PM16 for our live event. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yes. Do not uh, miss out. The The early bird price goes off in about, uh, I would say, um, almost about a month. This episode is coming out April 11th. It's leaving. It's leaving. The early bird price is leaving May 15th. So please save by buying a ticket early. Yes. Hurry up, people. Yay. Okay, bye. Yay. See you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>